Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Guilty Mom. Those of you that are watching on YouTube, I finally decided to start both video and audio recording um, at the same time as I am recording my new episodes. And that is mostly because I've had some people say, when I listen to you, it I feel like I'm sitting around a table <laughs> talking to you and you're sitting in front of me, but I just can't see your face. And I can imagine the look on your face when you are when you say this or when you say that. And so I thought, I'm just going to do it. And I'll provide video and whoever wants to watch it can watch it. And whoever wants to just listen in can just listen in. So I will provide a YouTube link for this video. Um I, yep, you can hear my son right in the background. <laughs> those of you listening and those of you watching can see him right here. Hello. Hi, buddy. Hi. <laughs> give me a kiss. Hi. Okay, give me a kiss. All right, go watch your show, okay? Well, that is one of here's here. Okay, take off your boots. Um, I had to record with him here because my daughter and my husband are both at jujitsu. And I thought this is the perfect time because neither one of them are here and there's going to be minimal noise. But as you can probably hear, um, we've got, um, not Paw Patrol. What's that cartoon, Bubby? Uh, PJ Masks. PJ Masks going in the background. And um, there's nothing I can do about it. So sorry about that. And those of you that are watching in video, on a video, I hope you can see the snow back there. It's, uh, well. It is snowing. It's a beautiful day, and I'm excited to be here. I'm so even, like, much happier than I was before because I heard, I am from Texas, and I heard that Julio's restaurant, um, specifically the chips, were going to be in every Walmart nationwide now, and I finally found them. I found them in uh, at Walmart in Farmington, Maine. So those of you that have not tried those, you need to because they're amazing. But anyway, today I want to talk about pregnancy. Um, more specifically, I want to talk about the first trimester. And even more than that, I would like to talk about how our significant other, our husbands, our boyfriends, our baby's daddies, or girlfriends, they just don't get it. <laughs> They do not get it when you're pregnant. And something that I try to keep to reminding myself is he doesn't get it because he's not pregnant and he's never going to be pregnant, so he's never going to understand. I'm not going to take away from the fact that my husband tries very hard to get it, but bless his heart, he just doesn't. And... um I was going to say by no fault of his own, but yeah, it's totally their fault. Okay, they don't understand what pregnancy does to a woman. So anyway, without further ado, let's talk about the first trimester. And I'm going to talk about my first trimester because it was horrible. I don't know if I've mentioned in one of my, in, uh, sorry, I think I'm getting sick, but in one of my previous episodes this season, I'm not sure that I mentioned anything about about my first trimester being so bad. But this is my fourth pregnancy and uh, my third hopefully completed pregnancy. And so I've, I've done this before. This isn't my first rodeo. However, 
this first trimester for this pregnancy was outrageous. I, I can't even explain to you how bad it was. I can't even fathom it now. <laughs> I can't explain it to myself. I think about it and I'm like, how did I get through that? It's a little laughable now to see how horrible I felt in that first, uh, in the first three months. Um, just because it it's unbelievable how bad you feel sometimes. And what I came to find out, uh, because it was so bad that if you if you go back into my Google search history, you will see, you will find a search where I verbatim asked, should I feel this terrible during my first trimester? And lo and behold, <laughs> that was like one of the first questions that popped up that like populated the the search bar and just that right there told me okay I'm I'm not the first person to ever feel this well come to find out I'm just like a one of the lucky ones and I just never ever felt um this bad with any of my other pregnancies so most women do feel really bad during their first trimester and I and I'm sorry about that but um I did this time around and uh I I want to remember if I already if I've already told the story about um, about the eggs, how I came into the well. Anyway, I we just found out that I was pregnant, and I knew it was going to be a bad first trimester because I came into the kitchen and I was assaulted by the smell of breakfast cooking, and. I remember stopping like dead in my tracks and thinking, who the fuck thought it was a good idea to eat something that comes out of a chicken's butt? Who? And I didn't eat eggs for months. For months after that, I did not eat eggs. And when I say maybe, I was like well into my fourth tri- in my fourth month, I'm sorry, when, um, when I finally started eating eggs again. And I love them. Okay, well, I know I've said this in my previous episodes. I love red wine. And I couldn't even smell it. I couldn't even look at it in my first trimester. It was just so bad. The food aversions were horrible. Uh, The nausea was even worse. And what sucked really bad about my nausea in particular, my morning sickness, is that, well, number one, it's not just morning sickness, right? Because they call it morning sickness, but it can hit you in the middle of the day. It can hit you at night when you're trying to sleep. But I mean, who are we kidding? We don't sleep really much anyway. But when we are trying to sleep, it'll hit you and it's morning sickness and you're just nauseated the whole time and it's just so bad. So I came across this um, one blog that where she just described it perfectly she she really just described how bad it is and how almost disgusted you become with the weakness in your body and the things that are going on within your body that you just don't understand and you keep questioning why why does this happen why am I going through this I mean I remember being uh the the kids saw me in my bedroom one day and I was just 
it was bad. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of bed. And they ran into the, into the living room. And I remember my daughter saying like, dad, I don't think mom feels very well. (laughs) And here comes my husband and he walks into the room and says, are you okay? And I'm curled in the fetal position on the bed with my face in the pillow. And I was bawling. And I told him, I don't think I can do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. This is not fair. (laughs) And I tell you that I think about it now and it makes me laugh almost because I just never thought that the human body was capable of producing so much confusion and so much pain. But, but you experience almost like cognitive dissonance because you think in your mind, I'm doing the best thing ever. This is the miracle of life that I'm growing inside of me. But at the same time, you feel so shitty that you're just like, you're all fucked up in the head. You really are. I don't even question anything that anybody says to me now if they're pregnant. Like, I saw a fucking unicorn. I believe you. I believe you saw. I believe you talked to that unicorn. I Whatever you tell me that you did or you experienced as a pregnant woman, I'm going to believe you. Because it is insane what the pregnant body does, what the pregnant mind does to a woman. Um, but anyway, I wanted to give you guys kind of just some funny stories of the things that have been happening to me. Well, actually, one in particular... Um, that happened to me as it, it, with in my in my first trimester. Actually, I had just gotten out of my first trimester. I was, I was kind of sliding into my second um, trimester, but my husband was away for training um, for his job, and so he was gone for a month. And that was at the tail end of my of my first trimester. So when he comes back, he comes back. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe two. Two days later, my son got really sick. He got a like a stomach virus or something. And in the middle of the night, he my my by the way, my husband doesn't get home till two a.m. every day. That's just the shift that he works. And so we, I he was asleep with me in the bed, and here I am, pregnant. You know, I was because I started. I feel like I started showing pretty early with this one. By excuse me, by five months, I was like already out there. I, I thought, and I felt it. It was, it, it has been so incredibly physical for me, this pregnancy. And it's, you know, I mean, I'm going to be 36 this year. So I, I don't question it, like I said anymore, but it, it's been just heavy for me. So, um, so there I am laying down in, in bed and I called, oh, and my son says, mommy, I don't feel well. And it had to have been like, I don't know, 10. Yeah, it was like 10 p.m. And I turned and I looked at him and I said, what's wrong? And he says, I think I need to choke. And he just throws up all over me and all over the comforter and all over the bed and my PJs everywhere just everywhere except for the toilet or the floor and so I get him out of bed I take him to the restroom I clean him up 
I change his, P- his PJs. I change the sheets. I take the comforter off. I put it in a bag. You know, I did everything. And then two hours later at midnight, he it happens again. But this time, at least, he, he was able to tell me with a little bit of time that he... Um, that he needed to throw up. So, you know, I got him, I got him out of bed really quickly. I carried him into the restroom and I sat there with him for what seemed like forever because he was just puking his poor little guts out and crying and he just wants to be all over me, like literally clawing at me, climbing on me and then getting off and throwing up and then clawing me again and then getting out there. So, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes we were in there. I take him back to the bed. And by then I'm thinking, okay, this is going to happen every two hours. The, because at first I thought, oh, this is just going to, he's just going to puke once and then hopefully that'll be it. Well, no. Um, so he so he throws up again at 12. And then at 2 a.m., he, again, right, right before 2 and I knew it already because I didn't, I didn't even go back to sleep. I, I was awake and, you know, kind of just like in and out of sleep. I already can't sleep because I'm pregnant. And, you know, now my son is sick. So I'm sitting there. He gets up again and throws up. This time it's just a lot of bile, you know. By that time, it's his third time puking. So he didn't have too much in there. But he was still spitting up a lot and it was gross. And I still got it on me and blah, blah, blah. I put him into the bed. And by the way, he hasn't fallen asleep completely either since 10 p.m. since he started throwing up. He's still kind of awake. And, and finally, it's like 2.05 and he, and he falls asleep. And right afterwards, my husband walks in. And I had already called him by this time. I called him the second time that he threw up. And I said, this is going to be an all-nighter. I mean, we're going to be like this all night. He's going to do it every two hours, just waking up and throwing up. And so, you know, just brace yourself and whatever. And I'm thinking, you know, oh, my God, I feel like crap already. And on top of all this, and oh, thank God, my husband's home. So he walks in the door. He goes into the into the bedroom and he changes he gets out of his uniform he's all changed he's ready to go to bed and I said thank god you are here because I've been up three times with him already he's gonna keep doing it babe every every two hours and be quiet because he just fell asleep again and you know what he told me (laughs) he's this is one of the funniest stories ever now looking back on it. He said, um, oh, he's asleep? I said, yeah, he just fell asleep. Don't even bother him. He just fell asleep. I just get in bed. And he says, oh, okay. So um, you don't mind if I go sleep upstairs uh, in the in the loft? My daughter sleeps in the loft. You don't mind if I go sleep upstairs in the loft, then do you? I really don't I really don't want to get sick again. And I didn't have to say anything. <laughs> I just looked at him. Immediately I was actually looking down when he said that. And when he finished talking, I just Like that little blinky face, that that GIF or however you pronounce it, of the man just 
blinking <laughs> like appalled that you would even say that that you were, I mean I wanted to laugh I was you know so it's okay if I go sleep upstairs right you got this and when he saw me look at him like that he said or, or I could stay down here and help you and he climbed in bed and I said yeah that's a good idea <laughs> It is one of my favorite stories to tell people about my pregnancy because in that moment, God blessed his heart. I will say it over and over. He is an amazing husband and he, I really, truly do not think that he did that or he said that with any malice, any malintent. Like, I don't think that he was trying to be an asshole. However, I also think, why would you rationalize that this is a good idea? Like, and even if you think it's a good idea for you, which probably it would have been, he wouldn't have gotten sick or, you know, your wife is five months pregnant. She is like, already I felt like crap. Oh, because he said, then later, (laughs) later he tells me, well, I it's because I figured that I mean, you're already going to get sick because you've been dealing with him already. You know, there's just no point in both of us getting getting sick. I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. I was so taken aback and surprised and just like, no. You're not doing this to me. And so anyway, the rest of the night, he stayed there. And the next morning, I immediately texted my sister. And I said, can you believe what he said? And she could not stop laughing. And then I went to the gym and I was telling my friends about it. And they're like, good choice. Good choice, Joe. You you should have stayed downstairs. I don't know what you were thinking about. I don't even know what you were thinking by even putting that out there, that you could go sleep upstairs. So it was just one of those moments that I'm like, you know, as I'm going to sleep, I I was laughing to myself because I'm like, I can't believe he just told me that. I cannot. This is a smart man that we're talking about. A very smart man who makes knives and whittles wood and creates a budget like it's nobody's business and is very savvy with his money and loves me I know it and loves my children but I'm like how why like that that's a good idea so anyway it was hilarious it was so so funny and the next day I told him I told him I'm just right away I'm like oh my god I can't believe you said that last night and you know he was still rationalizing it the next day but the point is that because he said um, no, honey, it's because I just don't, I didn't want to get sick. I, I figured to, you've already been doing it for hours, you know, and I had to sit him down and be like, all right, honey, I'm pregnant, baby. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sick. I'm like considered disabled really now. And I've already dealt, I had already dealt with him for six hours. I understand you're coming in from work, but I work here all day long. And on top of all of this, I'm like huge already. And just, you just got to be a little more considerate. You, can, you can't do that. 
And he, you know, he accepted it for what it was. And he said, I still, you know, I didn't mean anything by it. And if you ask him today, he'll say, that is not what I meant. I did not. But but anyway, this just goes back to, I'm just kind of speaking to the fact that they don't get it. They don't understand. Because then, later, he told me, my uh, my son was sleeping in his own bed. Finally, we finally got him out of our bed after two um, two years of, of co sleeping with us, and we we put him in his own bed. Well, when my husband went away for training, he my son got back in our bed, uh, and you know it's, it's my fault too because I could have kept him in his room, but you know I didn't want I was I'm pregnant I didn't want to deal with it. And I'm, okay, let's just get in bed, and. So then I tell, I told him the other day, I said, honey, I am huge at this point. I'm just, I'm getting bigger. I need the baby. I need you and the baby. I don't care if you guys go to his bedroom and sleep together. I don't care what you do, but you need to get out of the bed. (laughs) The baby needs to be out of the bed because I need space. I can't, I, I can't sleep well. And you know what he told me? He said, um, yeah, honey, if you want, you know what you should probably do is start sleeping upstairs in the loft I don't mind if you don't sleep sleep with us you can go upstairs and sleep in the loft <laughs> like another one of those inner in my mind like and this time I just flat out told him I am not sleeping upstairs in the loft I'm not going to be walking up and down the stairs 8, 9, 10 months pregnant because yes we are pregnant for 10 months by the way like huge in the dark with no light in the hall I just I couldn't fathom it was so it's just been a roller coaster for us <laughs> and he tries he tries very hard but some most men I mean I'm gonna say 99% they just don't understand and they they don't and like I said I don't think that it's anything that they mean to I don't think they mean it. They don't want to be mean about it. Or it's not that they don't want to understand, but it's really difficult. There's some things that men go through that we don't understand, that we'll never understand. Um, and and so for women, pregnancy is one of those things. It's probably the thing, the major thing that men just don't get. So now that I just, I just wanted to give you guys those funny stories um, and let me know if any of you guys have any like are your husbands just as clueless about this about about your pregnancy as mine is I don't know I have no idea Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about um within the uh, subject of pregnancy is one of my uh very good friends gave me the idea to um talk about like a taboo pregnancy or things things that women do that are considered taboo yeah that are considered taboo um through a pregnant throughout a pregnancy and so what and then yeah yeah okay you're gonna take them over there to watch tv okay okay hopefully i can figure out how to uh just speak on here yeah here you go hopefully with the audio i know with the video i can cut this out i probably won't though but with the audio hopefully i can figure out how to cut him out um anyway so things that we do that pregnant women are that that are considered taboo throughout a pregnancy and 
before I don't want to go too much into it because for my blog, by the way, if you haven't checked out um, my blog, please do so. I launched it um, a couple weeks ago. Maybe it's called it's uh, guiltymomwellness.com. And I talk about all the stuff that I talk about in the podcast, um, but it's in writing. And I do a lot of I'm trying to put out a lot of maternity fitness material and a lot of things about mom guilt and stuff like that and well anyway the next post that i'm anticipating putting out is a review of the book um i cannot remember who the author is but i promise you it'll be on on my blog the book called um it's called expecting more and i read this book when i was when i was pregnant with rainer and the reason that i read the book is because I was really, really tired of people giving me shit about doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing, quote unquote, when I when I was pregnant. Like, um, you're not supposed to be working out when you're pregnant. You're not supposed to eat sushi when you're pregnant. Um, you can't, like, have a fucking sandwich because it's got deli meat in it. Um, you can't drink when you're pregnant. You can't do anything when you're pregnant. You're like dead to the world when you're pregnant. And so I thought, actually what it came from was my husband and I went out to dinner. Or maybe we were at home. Well, we were out together. And he said, do you want some wine? Let's watch. Oh, we were going to watch a movie. And he said, let's, you, you do you want a glass of wine? And I said, no, what do you mean do I want a glass of wine? I'm pregnant. And he said, so? <laughs> and I thought, what? What? And then he looks, what? <laughs> like, um, I don't think I'm supposed to be doing that. And then from there, and if you've ever heard my podcast before, you know, what do I do when I'm curious about something or when I, when I need to know something I want to do something and I need to know what the consequences are going to be or what more about it yes I did some research and I did a lot of research on this one I looked up scholarly articles and um, um, studies backed by science obviously like scientific studies turns out there's not a lot of scientific study on women drinking while pregnant and that there are a plethora of reasons why this could be or why why maybe there's not this that there's not so much research on it but i think that the overwhelming reason is very likely because if a woman is drinking during pregnancy she's not going to tell you so i don't think very many american women at least are open to talking about things like that there are, however, the vast majority of studies that have been done on any type of drinking, no matter whether it's a great amount of drinking or a very little amount of drinking, while pregnant have been done in Europe, in European um, countries. And so I, I kind of went into those. And from there, it was like it was like a snowball effect. And so I looked at this study and then this study, and then all of a sudden um, I came across this book where all of these studies are cited, like every single one of them. And like I said, it's called Expecting More. And I wish that I could, um, and I don't have access to my phone nor my laptop to just kind of quickly get on and find the author for you guys. But I will, when I do, I'll put it into my into my caption for the, for the video, for the YouTube video and on my blog and on the podcast episode. But anyway, 
so I came across the book. It's called Expecting More. And I bought it. I bought it from Amazon because I bought it because she cited all of these articles. So I knew that she was really backing her claims. I knew that her claims were backed by evidence, like um, valid, reliable evidence. And so I read it and I read it from cover to cover. And it turns out, and I kind of gathered this just from reading on my own about drinking while pregnant and and other things. But, but the thing that I was kind of honing in on was this whole drinking thing because um, ever since my husband was like, well, what's the big deal? You're not going to get drunk. Like, what do you, the baby's going to be fine. And so, um, so what I kind of came, came up with in my mind is what I ended up reading in her book. And so she says, she says, um, the largest number of women who do have an occasional or even a daily drink while pregnant are educated women in their 30s. And that made all of the sense in the world to me. All of it. All of the sense from all over the world came together and just like culminated right in front of me. And I, I, it made perfect sense. And the reason that that makes sense to me is because when you're younger than 30, you, first of all, aren't as experienced in anything as, 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 as someone in their 30s is. And also, you, you very likely haven't completed your full education. More than anything, I think it's going to come down to experience. But... Um, when you're in your 20s, you kind of just go with the flow and you believe everything that everybody says. And especially with pregnancy, when you're young and you're in your 20s and you're pregnant, you kind of just go by what your by what your mom tells you. Excuse me. By what uh, your sister tells you who's had kids. By what your by what your doctor tells you, which is great. Yes, but also talk to your doctor about these things. And I'll tell you why, because I, I did talk to my doctor about it. And so, you know, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I was 25 or 24. I had her when I was 25, but I was 24 and I never bothered to do any research on anything. I just took my mother's word for it. I took my, my siblings word for it. And, and more than anything, um, my doctor, you know, like, and kind of just society, really society in general, like. You can't drink when you're pregnant. You can't eat tuna when you're pregnant. You can't eat this when you're pregnant. You can't jump on a trampoline when you're pregnant. You can't ride a motorcycle when you're pregnant. You know, things like that. So I didn't, which is fine. That's, that's great. The safer that you can be during pregnancy, the better off you are, right? Well, um, so again, when you're very young and you're not as educated on whether it be through experience, through academics, through just the world, you know, by meeting different people, um, you kind of just go with what everyone says. And so when I read that women who educated women in their 30s are the largest population of women who kind of go against the grain when it comes to pregnancy myths and um, pregnancy rules and all the red tape and everything, it made sense to me um, because that was me. I fell perfectly into 
into that population. I was an educated woman in my 30s and I, I am still. So, so like I said, that made sense. And so after I read that, I then I kept reading and, and kept reading. And, you know, it turns out she talks about everything. And I, like I said, I'm not going to give it all away because I would love for everyone to read this book because it's so beneficial. And I'm not saying that you should go out and drink or you should go out and eat sushi or you should go ride a motorcycle. You do whatever's best for you, right? But for me, I wanted more out of my pregnancy. I didn't want to just be pregnant and like, oh, my life is over for nine and a half months. I definitely <laughs> didn't want that. I mean, I was married to this a wonderful man. I had my daughter who was extremely active. I had a job. I, I was like full throttle into my career and, you know, whatever. So I wanted more from my pregnancy. And so what finally I did was I talked to my doctor about it. And I just flat out said, and I read this book and I did a lot of research. And what can you tell me about this? And so I kind of told him what she said. And he, he told me, he said, Lily, you're fine. You're perfectly fine. He's like, you just have to think about it this way. Your baby eats what you eat, right? Your baby drinks what you drink. Your baby feels what you feel. He's like, so what I, you know, would tell you or what I'm going to tell you is use that as a guideline for everything that you do. If you're drinking a glass of wine and you know that a glass of wine is going to make you inebriated, or you're going to get drunk after drinking a glass of wine, then you probably shouldn't drink a glass of wine because your baby's going to be drunk. He says, but if you want to drink a glass of wine at the end of the day, hell, if you want to drink two glasses of wine at the end of the day and you're fine, do it. He's like, it's not going to, you're going to be okay. Your baby's going to be okay. And so... I said, well, then why do you guys tell us that we should not drink at all? That no amount of alcohol. And he says, well, that's true. He says, no, there isn't a proven amount of alcohol that points directly to fetal alcohol syndrome. Like, this is it. Like, this is the magic number. Two glasses of wine during your entire pregnancy is what will cause it. He's like, well, we don't know that. It's very unlikely that a glass of wine every day is is causing that it's more than likely women who are out and getting drunk you know he's but he says the reason that we say that is first of all um we don't want to get sued <laughs> and secondly i could tell a woman like you that you could have a drink if you want to and i know that you're not going to go home and get drunk he says, you're going to go home and have a glass of wine. However, there are other women that we can, if we tell women, hey, you know what? You're going to be fine. You can have a drink while you're pregnant. There are women that are going to take that and run with it. And they're going to take it to the extreme. And they are going to, um, and then they're, and then they are going to get drunk. And those are the women that are going to have troubles with their pregnancy. And then this is why this, like, not myth, but this, thing about pregnancy has come along because things like this happen and so better safe than sorry right so I totally understand that uh, for me it I'm okay with having um, 
with having a glass of wine here and there with having two glasses of wine over the course of three hours or however long, right? It's my, my husband tells me now, he's like, oh my God, it takes you forever to drink one glass of wine. How did you do that? I'm like, I have mastered the art of drinking one glass of wine over two hours. Um, so that's kind of just something that, that I wanted to, to mention in this, um, episode that, you know, where I'm talking about pregnancy and, uh, and then another thing that I've gotten a lot of crap about is working out that, you know, that I'm still working, which is another thing that I've spoken to my, to my multiple doctors about, um, now with this pregnancy as well, you know, just trying to make sure that they, that it's okay what I'm what I'm doing and that my body is fine and listen I I've said it on my Instagram page on wherever I do post um, any of my maternity workouts the day that my body tells me or this baby shows me that I need to stop I will I will because your body is amazing amazing the the human body is wonderful but the female body is out of this world I mean, the things that our body can do, our body gives life, literally gives life, sustain us. And then they sustain another life and then they, and then they take care of another life and, and then they have the ability to bounce back and, and take you back to just sustaining yourself. I mean, it's incredible, but anyway, um, I hope you guys are able to relate to anything that I said, um, and yeah, I do have a glass of wine here and there for those of you wondering. Um, somebody said in one of my Instagram stories, I was out to dinner and I posted a, a, I was having a glass of wine with my mother-in-law or something. And somebody sent me a message like, uh, I hope that's non-alcoholic. I'm like, why? <laughs> a ti que te importa? <laughs> How am I hurting you? What is this is none of your business, first of all. And let me tell you something else. Who gives a fuck what people tell you? Unless you're flat out damaging yourself and you're damaging your child. I, we're not stupid, you know. We know we know what we're doing and we're we would not put our children in harm's way, obviously, purposely. So if you feel good about your choices and your decisions and the things that you're doing and you know you're doing your best, then who cares what other people are going to tell you? Because let me tell you something. People are going to talk anyway. People are going to say things anyway. No matter what you do. You're, you're acting like you're doing everything by the book. Oh, you're too straight edge. I can't even believe you. Come on, come on. You can't do, you're having a glass of wine. Oh my God, she's an alcoholic. Her baby's going to have this and that. And so, so girl, you just do whatever you want. Okay. By the way, I'm gonna have to add like a not safe for work tag. And yes, yes. Cause I know somebody's going to say, oh, she's cussing and her child is there. He's going to be fine. Okay. He's going to be fine. And I am too. And you are too. Guess what? You're going to be fine too. It's not going to bother you at all. <laughs> anyway, 
All right. I hope, like I said, that you guys got something good out of this. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed the video, if it was better for you um, actually seeing my facial expressions as I'm recording. Um, but anyway, look out for my future posts on the on the blog, guiltymomwellness.com. And, um, and the Guilty Mom is on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, like all these platforms. So check it out on one of those and I will see you guys next time.